Hey, what's up, guys? We are back. Episode 36 of the Half and Half podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Hargraves. And not as long as a break as the gap between episode 34 and 35, but a little break because, you know, life has its twists and turns, its ups and downs, but... We are here now, and I am thankful for you all and thankful for the opportunity to continue this with y'all. So I hope you are doing well. I hope y'all are thriving. Again, we are still in summer, so I hope you guys are resting, relaxing, or getting stuff done if that has been your plans or motives for the summer, you know, either or whatever you got to do to get stuff done to move forward in life so again i hope you all are doing well we are back episode 36 of the half and half podcast let's get into it so it's been a week or two weeks y'all how are y'all doing give me the updates what have y'all been up to? How's the marriage? Kidding. For some of y'all. <laughs> ah. Ah, y'all are asking about me to see how I'm doing? That's crazy. Um, your boy uh, is doing all right. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Nah, um, I could say I'm doing alright. Of course could be doing better, but I try my best not to complain about where I'm at because you know, I am grateful for where I'm at too. And a lot of people probably um wish or, you know, could compare and idolize whatever it is um about where i'm at you know or where they want to be so i try my best not to complain um it does uh be very hard at times though because i talked about it for the last episode you know the imposter syndrome lack mindset or having that victim mindset is like why is everything um going awry you know like why does everything suck right now i hate it here uh, <laughs> stuff like that when whether it's minor or major inconveniences that's how it be for me at times um just having that imposter lack mindset that victim mindset mentality um improving it I could definitely say I'm improving it one day at a time, and there's a lot of growth from where I've been months prior um, for reasons why I took that longer break, too, because of, you know, that that mentality, trying to work on how I speak to myself. So, you know, a lot of improvements there, uh, but, again, it's not perfect. So there have and will be days where that mindset takes over or that mindset is more of a natural thing because I've been doing it for so long with my past experiences, how I've been raised and, 
you know, the things that I just do for myself, you know? Um, so again, day by day, improving that mindset. And that, that's the beauty of it because I can see those, those changes, those moments of growth, those opportunities where I am being more kind and gentler to myself and, you know, more of that, more of that for sure. Um, so yeah. And I said, yeah, I say I'm doing all right because main, mainly that, um, trying to not be too hard on myself and trying to be productive, but also realize that I am being productive because I, are y'all on threads? I am, I'm on threads, the Instagram, Twitter copy. <laughs> um, I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I threaded on there. <laughs> I posted on threads, sure. Because, like, you know, on Twitter you tweet, on threads do you, you threaded. Like, it's, I posted on threads um, just about how I just got to remind myself that it is summer. It's summer break, summer vacation. Um, because, I again, I am so hard on myself. And I'm just like, dude. I don't feel productive at all. I feel like I should be doing more. I'm not doing enough, you know? And part of it is because I am hard on myself, which I just said. Um, but it also is that comparison game at times because I just see other people around me in the moment. Um, it's like an indirect comparison, you know? Because I'm not like, oh, since this person's doing that, um, I got to do, you know, I got to do something too. Um, I've had that some days. I won't, won't lie to myself about that because, you know, there's some days where I've had that lot, that lack mindset or, or, you know, that want to be more productive, um, because of the people around me that I'm noticing, you know, that they're getting stuff done and that they're thriving and, you know, they're out, they're outside of their waiting period, you know? Um, but then, you know, there are the days where it's an indirect comparison because I'm like being hard on myself where I'm just like, Oh, you know, I should have been done with this already. I should have been done with that already. Or, you know, I spent the day just doing this, this and that. Well, where I should be doing more than that. But, you know, luckily I've had a good support system of people you know, giving me those words of affirmation, you know, showing and saying how they're proud of me or reminding me that, you know, I'm doing things that they aren't able to do or that I am being like productive and, you know, I am getting stuff done or, you know, I've started stuff. So it's just like, you know, those reminders, people around you are very important and it's been very nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, the people, uh, not the, not the, the mindset, at, uh, at certain days. Um, because again, it is very tough. I am very hard on myself. Uh, and again, little by little, just trying to be more gentler and give myself more leeway. It's again, it's like how I, I guess the best way to put it, it's like you want to, um, talk to yourself and treat yourself to how you would like treat a baby or like your little cousin or like you know a child you know how for some of us i wouldn't say all of us um 
you know, when you see a cute baby or your cu- your cute little cousin that you haven't seen in a while, you know, your your voice gets like softer and higher and you know, of course they haven't experienced as much life as you and they'll do some things right and they'll do some things wrong and when they do the things wrong, you know, you're not hard on them, but you know, you'll help show them the way or you'll slow down and you know, be kind to them for, you know, even though it was incorrect, you know, they're putting the best effort that they can in the moment. So I guess that's, you know, that's advice for myself and advice for all the people who are um, very hard on themselves or, you know, suffer from that imposter syndrome that I talked about last week or that lack mindset, you know, just the ways to be more kind and gentle to yourself. It's like, it's like you're talking to your inner child. There you go. Um, and again, I'm working on that and it's up and downs, which is why I say I'm only doing all right. Um, but then that again, but then again, that could be me being hard on myself too, because not if, if, if it's not how I envisioned it, envision it, or it's not, you know, where I want to be at the moment. It's just all right. Even though it could be really good right now. And I, I got nothing there, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just like, again, day by day, just trying to improve upon that, learn um, about myself more in that aspect, and I guess being less critical, um, you know, with, with myself and with the people around me, um, so yeah, um, other than those men the negative mental aspects um there's been a lot i've been proud of because i've been able to get through those moments and i'm always reassuring to myself how proud i am that i am feeling these emotions that i am talking them out you know doing the healthy things the the healthy coping mechanisms that you know i've talked about a while oh that seems like so long ago any long-time fans remember that episode? I think not. No, I'm just kidding. Stuff like that, you know, trying to do good for myself so I can better myself more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've, I've been able to get through these tough times. So I'm very proud of my resilience and um, ability to you know, go at it on my own or to go at it with the right people and learning to take those breaks. Yeah. So definitely um something I'm loving right now. Um outside of that, uh I've been going to the gym a lot more of recent. Finally consistent with it. I remember talking about you know, trying to fall into that consistency and having that discipline to go. And I'm going today. Y'all, y'all ain't stopping me. No, I'm going today because I'm at the point where I'm having fun with it now. And I'm loving it. Um, even if I'm stuck on the same weight for the that week or the, for those days, you know, because putting that time and effort in and it's to myself, you know, showing that love and respect uh, 
for myself and knowing my worth by putting in the time and the things I want to improve upon, you know, trying to better myself in more ways than one. So it's a very beautiful thing that I am doing that for myself. And, you know, the gym has been very good to me. Um, people have been noticing, which, you know, that helps. But, of course, with or without those type of compliments or comments, still got to keep going, you know, um, because it goes more than the physical gains and the mental and emotional gains. Um, I'd be on, like, self-love and self-help and, like, wisdom TikTok a lot. And there was just this one guy, I forget his name, sadly, um, or I can't recall it at, in the moment. Um, he talked about gaining confidence, and he said that the best way to gain confidence was to, you know, do the things you say that you're going to do. You know, it's just like, do what you say and say what you do being a man of your word, um, being a person of your word, um, trusting yourself, you know, following through. That's like a huge way to gain confidence. Um, and you know, I've had to deal with both sides of that. Um, and seeing, you know, the, it's like the creator mindset versus a victim mindset. Again, I keep, I keep going back to that, uh, last week or two weeks episode, episode because it's it's still a, a fresh and still a prime topic that happens to I feel like a lot of our generation or my generation yeah um but yeah it's just that that victim versus creator mindset and you know I'm I'm having both and I'm creating confidence in myself in certain areas but I need to create that confidence in the areas that I am lacking in you know, and again, like I said, day by day, um, saying what I do and doing what I say, it's just like, I, well, I'm gonna go to the gym today, goes to the gym today, you know, I'm proud of myself for going to the gym today, you know, and then you create more trust and confidence with yourself by just doing the thing you said you were going to do, um, because I've done the opposite of that a lot, where I said, I'm going to do this, but and not end up doing that and then I'm being very hard on myself and, you know, losing trust in myself and lacking that confidence in that area that I didn't work on, you know? So it's just, it goes both ways. And I've had to see that from other people too, because I've had to communicate with people or people were communicating to me, you know, about things they've done and, you know, they'll apologize for it. And then next thing you know, they'll do the, that same thing again. And it's just like, you know, I'm, they're like, I'm trying, and for, it's like the victim mentality, the word try happened, is said a lot, and the creator mentality, the word do, is like, creators do, victims try, you know, like, it's like, in that men mental uh, aspect, um, and I've been trying to follow that creator mindset more, um, and also surround myself with more of those creators, uh, rather than victims, because again, um, because I'm such a people pleaser, savior complex, duh. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I will attract those type of people. I'm I'm I'm, I'm whoa, 
every, every, <laughs> every, every, um, I am an empath as well, and thus attracting a lot of narcissistic people or people with a lot of narcissistic traits. And narcissism and the victim mentality, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Not saying that everyone who has a victim mentality is a narcissist and not saying that every narcissist ha has a victim mentality, um, but they really do coincide. And since I am a people pleaser, an empath, um, trying to have that creator mindset, you know, I've noticed that I've met a lot of people with those quality traits that I don't like. And where we be in our let go era, you know, at times trying to cut off, move on, move forward from people that are holding me back, drag me down, um, are hurting my mental and emotional health, constantly knocking down my, my standards having that ego death and realizing who I want to be, where I want to be and why I want to be that type of person coincides with surrounding myself with the right people. And we don't want people that have that victim mentality. I hope y'all don't want that. We don't want yes, men. <laughs> we don't want, um, narcissist of course those things and again like i said i've been having to deal with that lately and the pros and cons of having to deal with those type of things and the pros and cons of my actions for dealing with those things you feel having that accountability with myself realizing the things i've done right realizing the th things i've done wrong what I can or can't do, what I should or shouldn't have done. Having that self-awareness and being accountable with myself, that's been huge of recent. But I also want to just relax on that too because I've just been so critical and self-critical, like I said earlier. Those unrealistic expectations at times myself around people always intellectualizing I was having conversation with a couple of friends and it just comes from that like perfectionism mentality or that lack that lack mindset at times too when we open up about stuff or when stuff is said it has to be perfect it, there can't be any flaws. There has to be factual evidence. There has to be, it has to be perfect, you know? And if not, people would jump on that. And it's valid. And I can see why. But of recent, I'm just like, you know, those imperfections make it what it is, too. 
that feeling instead of just being logical and indifferent all the time. But when you are, I guess, accused or when you are on the other side of that type of thing, you want to take out emotion at times. So you can figure out what is being said and to prove if it's right or not. You feel? So... Yeah, um, my fault for the pause. I just was thinking about some recent experiences where those things have happened and it's just, it's just unappealing to the eyes and the ears having to be so tit for tat when it comes to how feelings feel, how opinions are said and I don't know. I don't think there's anything to be done about it um, because you can't just be like hey you know, like when we talked about this and you're asking me for examples, 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 and give me this, give me that, or do you have this, do you have that, or is this because of this, or is it emotionally driven, is it logically driven, like what leads all this, like all the questions and all the statements and making it more so a debate which in hindsight isn't isn't always that bad but you lose the the goal or the the main idea of what can be achieved when one person has their opinion based off feeling and logistics and the opposing is just purely logistic because then it's a fuck how you feel type thing you know fuck how you feel this is what you said keep up with it that's in this perspective of a logistic side of things you know um Whereas feelings want to be validated, whether correct or incorrect. But if there's no validation, then it becomes 100% feeling versus 100% logistics. And you're not going to get anywhere with that. Because the person who was feeling, you know, having those feelings, but a logistical, like, reasoning and evidence, 
not to the T, of course, not no lawyer type, you know, not no, <sighs> you, you get what I mean, but someone who has feelings involved in the situation, but also has some logistics involved versus the person who's pure logistics, that person with pure logistic is going to just hover over feelings, and then the person with the feelings and logistic are just going to be like, you just hovered, you just invalidated me, and then the feelings are going to spike up. Feeling versus logistics, y'all are on different wavelengths. Y'all are probably saying the same thing, but in different languages, you know? And to loop that back around, you know, I've had to deal with that or uh, be a third party to that. And I've just been gaining more insight of what I want or what I like and don't like. I guess it's situation. It's situational because I guess I don't like it because I don't know if that was the right time to go about it like that, which I've had to learn when it comes to my my faults too when it comes to being more emotionally driven or being more logistically driven you know so i guess from my perspective i've just been learning the timing of it all and not even the timing the right peep i guess that falls in timing too but the right person too because if you know a person is acting upon their feelings more you just being straight logistical is just going to rile them up even more um you gotta enter the debate the argument the the conversation with that same type of compassion for the right reasons you know having that emotion for with the pure intentions not because you're gonna la you're lashing out or not even just because i need to match them you know you just don't want to block out emotion when it comes to a conversation because i've done that before and again it depends because it, i've done it before and it worked and i've done it before and it didn't work and the times it worked it was able to get I was able to get a lot out of those conversations and the times that didn't work me and those people just went our separate ways temporarily or for good you know so that's what I've been going through <laughs> that's what I've been going through it's very tough because, again, I'm not in control. We're not in control of what other people do. So, again, there are going to people, pe be people around me that do that type of stuff. And that's okay. You learn to be okay with what is happening around you. If it's out of your control, of course. But if you can do something about it. And that's up to you. Um, but, yeah. To summarize, I am doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw the the new Mission Impossible movie. I loved it, bro. 
I loved it. I loved it. Man, I'm such a huge Mission Impossible fan. Uh, for the for the most recent while, I've always been. Let me say that again. For the most recent while, I've been Ethan Hunt better than James Bond, and this movie proved it to me again. This movie proved it to me again, cause I rewatched some of the James Bond movies, James Bond movies, and it's. It'd be, I don't know. I feel like I need to, I think from Skyfall after, I think they're good. But I watched, was there one or two before Skyfall? I think I watched Casino Royale and I was watching Casino Royale and I was like, man, this is boring. What? When? Ain't no way James Bond boring. But if I can recall uh, correctly, uh, I didn't watch the most recent one, the No Time to Die. That's the name of the, the most recent James Bond movie. I didn't watch that one, but I kind of got spoiled about it. But I still want to watch it. But, yeah, uh, Skyfall and After have been pretty good. They're pretty good. I remember watching Skyfall in theaters. I loved it. Um, but that was, like, 2012, right? So that was middle school me. So let's say if I watched it again now, because I watched the Mission Impossible movies, all of them, like last summer. So there's a lot of recency to that. And a lot more maturity compared to 2012 to 2021, 2022, you know? So as of right now, it's Ethan Hunt over James Bond, but that's another conversation for another time. I love that movie. I'm excited for the second part of Dead Reckoning. I'm seeing Oppenheimer this week. I am so excited. I'm such a fan of Cillian Murphy, bro. Him starring role, gonna kill it. Robert Downey Jr. saying that this is the best movie he's been in. Shaky? Kinda shaky, because has he seen Endgame? <laughs> um, I don't know, but if RDJ R is saying that, Man, three three hours of the best time of my life. You feel? Three hours are going to be amazing. Going to love it. It's going to be so good. I'm going to appreciate all of it. I'm excited. I, I'd be such a history junkie in spurts. Um, and that's just been how who I've been am for the long longest time. I'll just take you know, weeks, certain weeks, days, weeks, searching up, um, history, or like I'll watch a TikTok video about a certain time period or a certain event or a certain person. And the next thing you know, for the next 30 minutes to an hour, I'm like deep dive on that person, on that event, on that, you know, timeline. And that could last on for days and weeks. Cause that's literally what has been happening to me. Um, I literally got like a TikTok video about, um, the creation of like the f fat man and little boy, the two nuclear devices, um, atomic bombs, my fault. Um, and then literally one TikTok video 
and then I'm watching like what if videos about like what if the Germans won World War Two or what if the Japan didn't attack Pearl Harbor, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just going down and down on that and well finding more videos about certain people, about historical figures during that timeline and then I'm finding that there are movies, certain movies that I want to watch about certain time periods, about certain people. And I love that part of me. It's so cool. Like having just that knowledge, I guess. Um, I kind of wish I put, I had more of that towards things that I actually wanted to be productive <laughs> about. <laughs> but, you know, it's fun nonetheless. So... Yeah, I'm excited for Oppenheimer. And then watching Barbie, of course, like, duh. Ain't no way I'm not going to watch Oppenheimer or and not watch Barbie. Like, come on, you got to watch both. And, you know, I had I had the whole plan. I had the whole plan set out, set up. So me and my friends are watching it 10 p.m. So before that, we're going to go to a bar and we're going to light up some cigars, drink some old fashioned some boulevardiers maybe maybe a martini if you if you want that as well um you know get drunk <laughs> um and then you're gonna have cigars with you as well dressed up in a suit tie go to the movie theater watch oppenheimer 10 p.m you have a notepad no reason um every like 30 minutes you're like every 30 minutes to an hour lighting up a cigar while watching the movie. I'm going to have my popcorn and a slushie as well. Or not a slushie. Popcorn with, like, an high combo. I go, like, orange high with, like, grape high And then I, I'll top it off with, like, the a certain Sprite flavor, w depending on what I'm feeling that night, you feel. Um, and, yeah, I get the large popcorn. Sometimes I get the free refill right away because... I could scarf down a large popcorn on my own at times. Sometimes. It's not consistent. Um, I don't know why. But I can, like, scarf down uh, a large popcorn. Because I love popcorn. It's, like, a way to get to my heart. Gummy bears, popcorn. Yes. <laughs> That's, you know... You know that oh gummy bears popcorn or boba because that one that's that's my big three right there, <laughs> so that that's that's the plan you know. Three hours, it's gonna be one o'clock when the movie ends. We're gonna be tired, maybe still a little tipsy and stuff. Hopefully not three hours to sober up because we'll be eating during the movie, but we're gonna be sad as fuck. We're gonna be depressed. So with that. You know, go home, shower up, you know, unclothe, put on the pajamas, go to bed, sleep off the depression, wake up around like 8, 9 a.m., um, get up, get ready, wear like some rompers, wear like, you know, have that Kennedy, those Barbie vibes, you feel, be a Barb, you feel, so you do that, and... You go to brunch, get bottomless mimosas, you know, have your brunchies, 
good vibes, getting plastered off bottomless mimosas. And then you go to the theater, movie theater around, let's say, between noon to 2 p.m., drunk off your ass, watching Barbie. Perfect plan. At the end of the day, is Oppenheimer for the laughs and Barbie for the philosophy. So you're going to have a great time if you do that plan. If you follow after, man, that's going to be amazing. You got to do that. You have to do that. Like, I, I see there are some people that have, like, the, the one-day plan. Like, no. You, Oppenheimer is going to be so much to digest. It's a, be, it's a big dinner. It's a big dinner. So you need to sleep it off. You're going to have that food coma, you feel? You have to sleep it off. Big dinner, food coma, you got to sleep it off. So I say relax after Oppenheimer, you know, sleep it off. And... Barbie the next day. And then, you know, that's the basically the start of your day. That's a wonderful day right there. And that's a Thursday-Friday thing. So that's your Friday, too. So good vibes, Barbie. You know, Barbie's probably like two or three hours around there. So you're out by like 4.35 o'clock. You know, then you could probably grab dinner with your friends. You feel after that. Then you can hit a club because you're dressed up for the occasion. It could be an actual club, or you could go to like a one of those day clubs that have night events. Mmm, yeah, Barbie vibes, Barbie vibes. So, yeah, I'm excited for the latter half of this week. Will I do that whole plan? I think not, but on paper, it's perfect. It's flawless. Do I have the time and energy for that? Possibly. This is how bad do I want it? <laughs> how bad do I want it? Or the better question is, do I have the funds to do all that? I'm not answering that. <laughs> so that has been one of the highlights of the past two weeks waiting for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, I'm going to love it. Or just movies over. I've been watching movies. I watched Dune. I was confused. I was so confused. Buzz and Day is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, literally, I was I was confused. Um, I feel like the movie experience the movie experience really impacts if I like the movie or not too. Because I'd be watching movies like in my living room TV and I'm just like, hmm. But then I'll be watching when the movie's actually like pretty good. But I'll be watching a mid movie in theaters. It makes it better because it's just that experience you feel. Which kinda sucks because I have a, I have a, a list of movies that I've watched. And I feel like I've uh given some movies that are good too high of a rating um, because I've seen them in theaters and I've given good movies, some good movies too low of a rating because I've seen it, I just watched it in poorer quality um, because that's what happened uh, most recently because uh, with I watched Maze Runner I watched the first 
two Maze Runner movies. Uh, the first one uh, was in uh, like pretty good quality, and I loved it. The second one, Scorch Trials, wasn't in as good quality, and it was kind of a little harder to hear at times, which kind of ruined my experience, which kind of ruined my judgment. And, you know, a lot of people like the second one more than the first one, or they're saying, like, you know, the second and third movies to get better than the first one. And I was just like, are you sure? Um, I, I couldn't really tell. Uh, so, yeah, movie experience, the, the ambiance, the vibe really sets the mood, too. Um, but, yeah, that's my movie rant. I think one of these days I'm going to actually go over my list. I should go over. No, that's so big of a list. That'd be so much fun. I'm gonna do that one of these days. That's on my list of podcast topics. But I have a list, like I said, a list of movies. That's like 200 plus, from my favorite to my least favorite, of course. One of these days I'll do that. Movies keep me going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am doing. To summarize, to summarize, to summarize, I'm doing all right could be doing better but i will be doing better i'll make sure of it and yeah uh gonna take a quick break uh, crikey i'll take, take a quick break it was so bad oh my gosh and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this episode why am i talking in the accent um i'll see you guys soon peace y'all all right and we are back back with the second half of the half and half podcast it's your boy jeremiah hargraves and today we have a topic that um I don't know probably relates to a lot of people or some parts relate to a lot of people um and for some I guess is out of their control too <laughs> um but basically I wanted to kind of talk about Uh, having identity issues especially with someone who is uh biracial um so yeah being mixed having more than one more than one culture in my life um or just identity issues as a whole because that goes beyond um your cultural or ethnic background too um that could be a personality thing or with your ethics or your morals, you know, um, you may have identity issues regarding those too. Um, but I wanted to go over that because it has been kind of prominent of recent. Um, I wouldn't say I've been going through identity issues, but I have been asked about it a lot, you know, and I guess have used myself as an example for people who are also 
biracial or are also struggling through identity issues. So I definitely want to speak upon that. Um, So yeah, Um, for those that don't know, I am half black, half Filipino. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So there is that stigmatism that people who uh, are of one or more race, uh, you know, reside with one or more cultures or reside with multiple cultures um have identity issues um just because it's just a lot of information and a lot to take you know learning about one or the other culture in your life learning one or more like learning about your different backgrounds you know it can lead to identity issues and it is something that i have definitely faced throughout my lifetime and throughout the past few years have been able to figure it out i don't say figure it out or not just to have those identity issues regarding um i guess my ethnic background my racial background um still having those identity issues at times regarding who I am or like what I want to be like purpose wise. Um, I feel like a lot more people may be able to relate on that end. Um, but I feel like on both ends being mixed or not, you could definitely, um, I feel like understand having those identity issues. Um, For me, it was definitely an issue. Not an if. Yeah, an issue with trying to figure out who I want to be or who I am as a person. Um, Definitely. And the environment that I was in when I was like in uh, middle school, and in high school definitely didn't help out with that um at times was harmful but majority of time it was just like a neutral thing like i didn't lose not lose but i didn't gain you know um because yeah there weren't really many people like me in middle school or in high school um of by being biracial but there weren't even a lot of people who were black (laughs) or even filipino so i didn't even have a lot of people to relate in that aspect and uh in middle school uh, i was in a majority white school um i was in a white school in a city in california that at the time and probably still is the widest city in California um, with like the minority percentage being like below 0.5% or something like that. Um, so I remember seeing that statistic a couple of years ago. I do not have it on me. Um, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that was brought to my attention a couple of years back. Um, so yeah, um, even the people there um, that 
were similar to me in some aspect for being uh, black or being biracial or being Filipino. Um, you know, we couldn't even really relate to each other because of immaturities, lack of experience, life experience, um, different life experiences, um, self-image, protection of self-image. Like, it didn't help being in middle school and s some of the black people, like, being like, oh, yeah, you're not really black. No, you're really black. He's not really black. I'm just like, uh, you know, like, um, so that really brought along um, identity issues. And especially since me personally, I'm not really close to, or like, let's say my, my dad's side. Yeah. And he's like my half black side. So yeah, like that. Um, I'm not really close to my dad's side of the family anymore. So I don't really have, I guess, access to that anymore. Um, but you know, that's all right. Uh, and of course with being Filipino, people be confused on if it's like, are you Asian or Pacific Islander? And, you know, again, being in middle school and a high school and not really having an understanding of that either <laughs> really brought along, um, a lot of identity issues because of who I was around. Um, because there were people who felt more entitled to try to prove me wrong, you know? Filipinos not this, Filipinos that, you know, like, uh, and, you know, me not knowing, me having that ignorance back then, kind of just had to be like, well, sure, <laughs> you know, um, so it really uh, brought along, again, those identity issues, just mainly due to my lack of knowledge and the people I surrounded myself with. And it was very hard, too, for the longest time. You know, I did a lot of what I'm learning, learned, um, have learned, yeah, have learned, learning going to learn you know has been on my own or not on my own but led by me and it wasn't until college that I was able to find out more about my identity and you know I tried to ask family especially in middle school and high school and I really didn't get anything or they really didn't want to help out with that. Um, it wasn't until they saw that I improved my knowledge about myself and about my culture that they're finally like, Oh, we'll help now. <laughs> and even now it's like not, not that often, but again, I'm not really around my family since, I'm out here in Vegas now and they're back in the Bay Area, so to each their own. Um but yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about just I the identity issues and I guess just being biracial, you know? Uh 
it's funny because I I haven't met a lot of people who are biracial. Um, so I on like whenever I hear that someone's like, "Oh, I'm half this and half that," I'm just like, <gasps> "We're gonna be best friends." <laughs> you know, it's always so cool to, because that's literally the most relatability you feel, the most relatability being having a friend or someone that you know that is biracial and has also gone through these same things in the same light, you know? Because, again, people who aren't biracial um, have gone through the same things but in a different light, you know? So, of course, we'll have a generalized understanding of each other, but when it gets to like a deeper rooted issue or a deeper rooted feeling, opinion, emotion, um, there's only so much that we can agree upon or so much that we can relate to. Um, it's not so drastic, but it is noticeable, you know, like if I were to talk to someone who's biracial about how they navigate life or how they, um, oh, like, what side of the family that you like relate to more or what culture do you, you know, you relate to, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's just like those type of questions, those type of responses. It's always, it's fascinating and it's reassuring and, you know, appreciate it. appreciate it. So yeah, most definitely. It's a, that is something cool to kind of cling on to. Um, but yes, um, I, like I said, have suffered through having these identity issues. Um, and I've like navigated life in like chapters, I guess. I would like, I'm 22 now. I'm going, I'm going on 23 in a month. <laughs> Damn, in a month. Crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say like my first half of my life from like so 2000 to 2012 I was more in tune with being black if if you know uh quote unquote being black cuz like what is really being black like um but that culture you know um it probably I could have worded that better <laughs> um but yeah just like that culture um I just resonated with um being half black more um just had a more generalized point of view, understanding, perspective, um, relatability, um, understanding what I can and can't do type stuff. Um, maybe even longer than that. I, w I just like, I like to split up in halves, but that m it might've been even longer, but I think, yeah, just like then 2000, like birth to 2012, resonated with being more half black. Then after 2012, I resonated with being, with being half Filipino more um, up until, let's say the, maybe this 20, 22, 
um, up until 2022 for being um, more half Filipino um, with joining organizations, being in an environment with a lot of Filipino people um, because I have not and not experienced that until college. Um, so, you know, experiencing that environment, I'm learning more about my culture, learning about my family's history, mom's side, of course. Um, and then now it's just, I accept both for who they are, for who I am. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that one is more than the other. I mean, if there were, if you were like, it has to be because, um, you know, it's or being biracial. There's always like that one that you cling on to more, or you know, know more, or resonate with it more, or I guess enjoy more. Um, I would say like yeah, I, I would say more in tune with being Filipino. But as of n now, I mean, I, whenever I, I get asked that question, I'll just answer it like that. But as of now, I just try my best to, you know, see both for who I am and how they both um, impact me um, and how it's led to me being the person that I am today. Um, so, yeah. Um, definitely, like, it's chapters. It's like, chapters to a book. And, you know, first half felt more closer to my black side of my culture, my family, um, second half, more closer to my Filipino self, side of the family, culture, and now I try my best to intertwine both, um, and again, it's not like a 50-50 balance, because there's going to be days where, you know, um, there's more resignation to one side, um, it's just, I guess a, a juggling act, you know, having that stability to be able to juggle um, multiple cultures, multiple mind, uh, I guess, cultural morals and ethics, you know, uh, and the opinion and weights of two different families. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, gosh. The pressures, the pressures. <laughs> um, but yeah. <sighs> so those those are like the identity issues within culture, um, and it's it's brought a lot of good. Like being biracial, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. Um, I I appreciate it. Like being able to experience different things because of it, different cultures have different perspectives on, let's say, like, media, um, food, s uh, sports, entertainment, um, news, um, you know, having to see things from multiple lenses, and it's very insightful and introspective, and overall, I'm a Virgo, so introspection and overthinking is a lot for me or I do it a lot <laughs> even though I try to I've been improving on the overthinking part some days <laughs> and you know so it's brought about a lot of self-conversation um 
it's we still still face with ig- ignorance today like i'll have family or friends that try to uh, try to tell me to do something because they know more um or because they've done something once or because they have friends around them that are filipino or black or biracial and i'm just like that's not how it works that's like saying I'm not racist. I have black friends. You know, like <laughs> that type. Like, you know how it works. <laughs> and you know, I've I've even had to hear that from people who are biracial as well. So it's just like, you know, it's it's never gonna be. Oh, you're biracial. I'm biracial. We just know so much about each other. You know, because again, it's just life. Different experiences. Different parenthood different childhood traumas different cultures different ethical and moral codes you know different beliefs and that's totally fine that's amazing honestly because if we were all the same that would be kind of <laughs> i wouldn't like that i wouldn't like that for sure um but yeah uh definitely something that's brought a lot of good um but again like i said ignorance and fears and doubts come in the way too from other perspectives um because i've definitely people have definitely taken a a step away from me not like physically like that create that distance or maybe even physically um for me because of being biracial um you know people don't some people don't understand that or people fear one culture or the other um or people just have that ignorance or have the the assumptions of one culture or the other you know which make it very difficult because uh you know a, a thing that's happened multiple times um uh in like love life dating you know people wouldn't uh straight up say it of course but it's like i'll bring up okay i'm half black half filipino and you know people turn an eye and either become very intrigued oh you're half black or turn away or you know kind of get turned off oh you're half black like you know like oh you're half filipino oh you're ha- like so i've definitely when those experiences happened in the moment huge lack victim mindset i was like oh it's a missed opportunity you know oh i wish i wasn't this i wish you know the why does it have to be this way when in hindsight no proud of who i am fuck them you know um not a missed opportunity they missed out on the opportunity bam mic drop podcast over bye guys (laughs) um but yeah definitely had some opportunities gone awry or some moments of inconsideration because of being biracial but i've definitely had um some moments where it was the opposite where people were kind of uncomfortably like it made me uncomfortable 
but you know were attractive be- because I was biracial, or it's like oh you curly hair, you have such curly hair, you know like uh 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 uh, like people compliment my curly hair because they look nice, like and it's like a genuine compliment, but it's like you know oh. Your curly hair is nice. It's that. It's the half black popping out on a ha ha You know, stuff like that. Um, or I've heard like people say like, "Oh, ear people," and or like to me or like someone like some people that I used to be interested in will be like, "Oh, ear people," and I'm just like, "Ha, ha." What do you mean, my people? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, those will, in the moment, will create some identity issues. Like, what's my people? Am, am I a per? Like, <laughs> am I a person? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Wh- where are you labeling me with? <laughs> Who are you labeling me with? Why am I being labeled? Do you deserve to label me? Do you have the right to label me? Like, What? <laughs> When did you come up with this label? And what led to you labeling me in that certain label, in that certain section, you know? Uh, you know, and it, cre- that, it creates so, so many identity-like things with when you hear stuff like that. Because it's just like, okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But does it matter? But does it not matter, you know? Like... <laughs> You know, so I'm just like, uh, what is going on with that? Um, so yeah, I've suffered from a lot of those, I get ethnic, cultural, um, identity issues, and it's done a, it's done a lot of good, done a lot of good, it's done some bad, but way more good, and the bad does not overshadow the good. The good is is amazing but you know I'm, I'm never going to forget those bad moments um of course i've forgiven people even if there's been no apologies like i've forgiven the people for their uh lack of empathy sympathy um their ignorance towards certain cultures and certain um outlooks of life um and proud of myself for that it's taken a lot of courage um but yeah but Again, there's the the cult. Oh, rewind, re eat, wind. When the cross a ball select, um, rewind. Uh, there are the identity issues when it comes to purpose, ethics, morals, mindset, personality. Um, I suffered through a huge uh identity issue. Regarding that, who I wanted to be, um, in middle middle school and high school, um, it's just those those prime years, I guess, for finding yourself, or for I don't know, because I found myself in college, so I guess losing yourself in middle school and high school, so you could find yourself in college, uh, or 
sticking to a routine in middle school and high school and realizing that that routine does not fucking work in college so you got to do something new and that creates some more identity issues so you got to find yourself again there you go that seems more like it um but yeah uh especially in middle school because i had to move schools and to the the city that had the white the whitest population <laughs> that's so bad the whitest population oh my gosh um yeah uh, so it definitely is like kind of like a new slate new start um trying to find out who i wanted to be and i was like let me be class clown uh no everyone's calling me annoying and i'm very sensitive so that made me sad so i'm gonna stop being as a class clown and just stay quiet um then you know lost l- lack of confidence um lack of friends lack of close friends lack of good experiences i create more identity issues within myself it's like this is who i want to be why am i like this why am i so sensitive you know why am i why am i doing too much am i not enough you know it's that stemmed all the way um over the overthinking uh, hints of it in middle school and then high school meeting new people, family traumas, trying out new things, seeing if old things from middle school would work. No, didn't. More identity issues there because it's like, okay, I'm going to stay quiet then and be nice and not be a burden. Um, and, you know, maybe I'll meet some people along the way. Uh, and then, you know, then I kind of became that popular loner guy because it's like, okay, a lot of people know me, but no one really knows me. Um, and that's where the the wave of depression and, and overthinking and overwhelming and anxiety comes in in high school because of future and, you know, you don't know what you're going to do. And, you know, you see, uh, you've seen high school as like, such a cool thing from like high school musical and other shows and you know the reality that high school isn't really that i'm not saying i had a horrible time in high school but it wasn't memorable like i really don't have a lot of memories from high school and i've kind of just i guess that's like my trauma response (laughs) my self-defense mechanism um but yeah i wouldn't say high school is bad but it wasn't like good it wasn't great it was okay you know um, again, as soon as I graduated and moved out here to Vegas, um, I was just like, I literally, I, I only have like one friend from high school that I talk to now. And that's like, maybe like a once a m- couple of months type thing, you know? So it's just like, <laughs> literally, as soon as I graduated high school, I was like, I can just leave without saying goodbye. And no one really noticed. <laughs> and yeah, uh, again, that created, I didn't some identity issues about like my personality and about like mentally and emotionally I like where I stand and how I feel and what do I want to do about those type of things and you know how can I better my and that's where that lack mindset and the imposter syndrome comes in because it's just like okay but then I move out to Vegas and it's like okay new slate I'm the only one from my high school that's going out here for real, for real. Literally, I was only I was the only one in my class, class of 2018. Um, only one from my school that had a graduating class of like 500 plus. Um, 
to go to UNLV. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, fresh start. Um, you know, I don't need to have any of these personas or facades. I've been through a lot of that in middle school and high school. Um, so this is where it started coming together. Naturally, I'm a shy guy. Um, naturally, I'm a nice and caring guy. Um, and so this is like that period from like August of 2018 to now was the period of finding myself, um, figuring out what I do like, don't like, what I want to do, what I don't want to do, who I want to surround myself with, um, good experiences, bad experiences, um, tying up those loose ends to my identity issues, learning more about my cultures, learning more about other people's cultures, learning more about the people around me who are in similar mindset, cultures, similar racial ethnic backgrounds, similar backgrounds of anything, you know? So I definitely, because of the people that I surrounded myself with, because of, I guess, the the fresh start that I had, the new opportunity that I had with coming out here um, and having more freedom and independence and more free will to determine certain outcomes, you know, um, to try new things, um, to be okay with failing and getting back up, be okay with trying again. Um, I was able to lock in a lot of key parts to myself and figure out those identity issues and things that were missing to my foundation to build an even stronger foundation to myself and to be able to be proud of myself. And again, even to now, it's still a work in progress because I'm still rewiring stuff, things that were melded into my identity, who I am, who, what I do, um, even today, like, even today, to this day, still trying to rewire and mold into a different way or to slowly revert and to, you know, have more confidence and trust and belief in who I am and my identity as a person. Um, so I that's why I say this is a very relatable topic to a lot of us, especially in my generation, um, because of the family traumas, how the people before us, our parents, were in a dark age of, or a cold age, dark age of mental health, and they really couldn't... Um, navigate those identity issues in the same ways and the same means that we could um which is why for a lot of us when it came to unlocking our culture and learning more about who we were our parents were so against it or so questioning and so just like why you know it does that make sense i would like a 10 page paper on I did <laughs> um but yeah uh I definitely have grown a lot and have figured myself out a lot of times on my own and a lot of times with the right people
so I'm very thankful um, and very exuberant about, is that a word? Sure. Um, about what is to come regarding finding out new things about me and figuring out what makes Jeremiah Jeremiah um what makes you 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 know so um those are you know those identity issues um and you know again the best way to navigate through these is to have that trust in yourself to have that self-love and self-respect try new things see what works see what doesn't work um, see what you like, see what you don't like, of course, surround yourself with the right environment, the right people. Um, and with that, you'll be able to piece more parts of yourself, learn more about yourself. Um, and then you'll be able to figure out um, little by little who you are what you want to do maybe your purpose as well um you got to be willing to put in that time and effort though and you got to be willing to be okay with trying and failing or people saying no you know people are on different wavelengths certain generational gaps and generational mindsets lead to that as well certain traumatic experiences can lead to that as well so again not everyone's going to be on that same wavelength as you and that is totally fine and with that you'll you'll slowly but surely figure out that you are you and you gotta love you and respect you and acknowledge you so yeah I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, episode 36 of the Half and Half podcast, talking about uh, mixed racial identity issues or being mixed identity issues. Good times, good vibes. Um, It was fun for me. It was a it was a good a good discussion, you know, going over my life kinda. Um realizing, you know, doing stuff like this helps makes me realize the amount of strides I've made. Um, but I just again I'm just rewire rewiring how hard I am on myself. Because it's just like I post this on my Instagram, it's just like my toxic trait is just like no matter the result, good or bad, I'm always gonna think I got to do better or need to do better or should have done better you know even if it's not in my control you feel so i just working on giving myself that mental break more but you know today just help y'all help me realize that you know i'm getting there i'm getting there so i thank you and i hope that with this episode and with any other prior episodes that you've had those epiphanies those realizations and for future episodes to come more of those so we can keep growing as a unit it's a team effort in life y'all we'll make it happen so we got episode 36 have enough podcast it's your host jeremiah hargraves 
you have any comments, questions, concerns, any ideas, any information that you want to tell me, let me know. And I'll see you soon. I love you guys. Peace.